Hello, my name is Anaru, and I'm the host of Not A Scratch, the only podcast that believes Scratch is an overpowered move. Not A Scratch is a Pokemon TTRPG podcast using a system made by us. Set in the world of Pokemon and only Pokemon, it's kind of like the mystery dungeon games that you've seen or played before. And in fact, we actually have our two characters with us now. Ralph, any words of wisdom for our audience? Like my mom always says, if at first you don't succeed, kick it harder! Okay... Kyle, uh, what's the next thing you want to do on your adventure? Why can't we draw? <sighs> I suppose you can on the train. Well, if you want to know what they're up to, because they aren't telling, check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. Last time on Pokemon Rollout, after being spread to all corners of the city of Low Keep, the trainers came together following a shrill scream. They came across a garrison of children helping injured rangers who had come off the battlefield in the cul-de-sac before them. The trainers found several rangers and townsfolk, represented by our wonderful patrons, defending the area against two chromes and a mass of mechanical blue creatures, as they had battled before. Noticing that the townsfolk were managing the chromes, our heroes decided to battle the group of mechanical blue creatures. Archie the Apom, Harry the Absol, and Victoria the Gyarados went into the battle to help break up the mass of machines. With a barrage of rocks from Charlie and an onslaught of attacks from Professor Sneeze, they were able to destroy the blue gel monsters as the townsfolk finished the two giant chromes. As the battle ended, a voice came on a loudspeaker, condemning both the futurists and the Chan citizens of the region for the attack on the city. The voice called for the people of Lokeep to fight back against the Chan. Will this drive a wedge in the unified region? What will our trainers do next? Find out right now on Pokemon Rollout! Hello and welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master, and you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? I'm Paul, and I play Charlie Zap Brannigan Pine. <laughs> I'm Michael, and I play Professor Rudimentus. There we go. And I'm Lydia, and I play Liliana. Ginger Rogers Shadow Garden. <laughs> so going back to Loki. There, there was a screech in the PA announcement. We are actually going to come to you guys, back to you guys a little bit after that. Gotten directed to a Pokemon Center kind of after getting things together. <gasps> so you're going to a Pokemon Center to get yourselves and your Pokemon all patched up. Sounds good. I'll start entering that. I know Harry definitely has to get healed up. I'm not doing too well. Anybody got some butter? Got some burnt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think you made that joke last time, but I still yeah. like it. That <laughs> has occurred every time there's been a burn. <laughs> it's a great joke. It is. I think it might have curdled. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way I wanted it to be. <laughs> oh, good boy here. You're going to do better this next time. <laughs> yes, 
so you're kind of getting healed up, getting set through. The feeling in low keep throughout, like as you're passing through, was subdued. Things seem to have settled, there seems to be much less fighting going on. You saw like a few little things of like the gel creatures moving about, but they were quickly taken down by rangers moving through. You didn't see anyone as you were passing through in any of the uh, uh, Flames of Agni kind of distinctive armor or uniform, or anyone else there. They seem to have left very, fairly quickly. And so there are kind of mo more civilians and rangers moving throughout the streets, getting things set up, clearing rubble. Aditi had kind of gone with you uh, to make sure you made it to there. Then she left to kind of report back to her superiors and see what else is going on. Especially with Professor Sneeze, how many injuries did you have? Me? I had only one. Okay. And everyone had about one injury. There were a couple Pokemon of mine. Kalora had two. Ayamara. I think Boss had two. He only, he might have had one. Uh, Harry had one. Charlie's was good. I'm just reading through this because this is this may be more of a factor as we go forward. In a mere hour, Pokemon centers can heal trainers and Pokemon back to full health, heal all status conditions, and restore the frequency of daily frequency moves. Injuries, however, may delay the time spent healing at a Pokemon center. For each injury on the trainer or Pokemon, healing takes an additional 30 minutes. If the trainer or Pokemon has five or more injuries, it takes one additional hour per injury instead. Mm. Also, Pokemon centers can remove a maximum of three injuries per day. Mm -hmm. Oh! Injuries cured through natural healing bandages or features count toward this total. And that's three injuries per, per oh. person or Pokemon per day. Wait, so Pokemon centers restore daily yes, moves? Yes, they restore daily frequency moves. Oh, so you could theoretically use a daily move more than once a day. Yes, but if you show up at a Pokemon center more than like once or twice a day, you may meet some friendly rangers who want to talk to you a little bit about a responsibility and... Not if I pay them off. Yeah. <laughs> There you go, Sneeze. <laughs> I was just, you, you may have listened to the speech over the uh, the intercom, but I don't know if you listened to the right parts or, you know, took oh, the right shoot. instruction from it. I thought I was doing so well. I do love that no matter what the alignment, whether it's in the rules or not, of the player characters playing a game, whenever anything resembling cops show up, someone mentions bribes. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta know your options. Not saying that we'll necessarily do them, but... No, you just know. know that we could if we had to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like knowing all the escapes in a room. A window is one of them. Doesn't mean that you're necessarily gonna jump out right. it. Right, but... obviously you'd prefer to use a door, but if you had had to you could jump out the window generally when you enter a room you don't need to find all of the escape routes out of said room i promise or kool-aid man it and bust through a, a, a wall right. <laughs> see another valid option exactly. thank not, you not, Paul. With, not, not with not if the building's up to code <laughs> <laughs> All right, but so with uh, the injuries and things that you and your Pokemon had, it takes about two hours for you all to be fully healed and to get everything back to normal, but you're going through that. Do we have to talk to each other? I mean, I think all of you sustained at least one injury yourselves, except for maybe Charlie. Charlie did not. Meaning that all of have... you, like Charlie was being healed up and worked through for an hour, and Professor Sneeze and Liliana were there for an hour and a half. Hmm. And so after that, maybe you had a half an hour to kind of work through it, but also like this Pokemon Center is kind of going through it. There are a lot of people who are getting 
having major or minor injuries, you're healed up fairly quickly because you were brought in by a ranger and specifically asked to do so. You're, so you're given more special attention. Can I get an intuition check from everyone? I get to roll eight dice. Nuts. I know, I know, I know. It even says so on your sheet. It's still 66. I know! 19. I got a 9. Oh, I also forgot to like, give Charlie things, too. I haven't... Man, I'm behind on this stuff. Uh, 8. Liliana and Charlie, even you can tell that the mood is subdued, and it's... Obviously, like, there's been an attack, but it's very much like people are talking and kind of working with each other, but they're not really talking about anything in specific. They're just kind of, like, going through day-to-day things, just kind of working through what needs to be done, and just going through that as though they're, they're avoiding a subject or working through... Professor Sneeze, you can tell that there's some uncertainty in it, as though no one wants to ask the question or, like, break into this subject of what they just heard. As though, like, no one is really sure what to talk about it or what to think about it. And so everyone's just kind of avoiding the subject, because if someone asks the question, there's people around who legitimately don't know what their answer will be or what they're thinking on this subject anymore. Remind us just a little bit about the announcement. I know it was the Flames of Agni essentially accusing the futurists of all the destruction that was going on, and they said that the Chan government was supporting that work of destruction, um, and then calling for people to join the futurists, or to join the Flames of Agni. Did they... Yes, I'm going to... Did I hit everything? Are there any more details that... (laughs) The main gist of it is that it was essentially a call to action blaming the futurists for this attack, pointing to other abuses and offenses that the Chan side, according to this voice, uh, has done to the D side of the region, and essentially calling people to join. Uh, they never, it never said Flames of Agni, but you, anyone who's, who basically knows the politics and the things around the D region knows who is talking and what they're talking about. Especially Professor Sneeze, you get the feeling like this is low keep. It's right in between Chan and the D region. Might might have that honor or whatever it is. But there's a lot of back and forth. This is where the Rangers are. Anyone who lives there is usually connected to where the to the Ranger and things like that. On any other day, in fact, on most days, people would have blown this off or gotten angry at it. But with everything that just happened, it's hitting harder than it normally would. Got it. The other thing that Professor Sneeze notices after you're kind of all gathered and working through it is there are a couple of glances your way specifically, and a couple of like whispers and back and forth, but no one's approaching you or anything. Everyone's just going about doing what they're doing. But the three of you are more noticed than just the average person in the Pokemon Center. We're more noticed. Like good notice? Like, hey, they kicked these things butts? There's some of that. <laughs> okay. But there's also just notice like people are staying away kind of keeping under if they're saying anything it's under their breath and it's nothing like major there so you're not picking up anything that they're saying but there's definitely a feel of like yeah that you're being paid attention to um hey hey guys can come i'm over here here, here we, let, let's we should we should talk about our options here um, i see a window <laughs> <laughs> good keep your eyes on that we might need it later uh, the windows um, of the pokemon center generally do not open Oh, no. They don't need to. <laughs> uh, looking for an escape, Charlie pokes the fourth wall. Oh. 
Oh, <laughs> nice. After what just happened? Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, you know that, that Charlotte never learns. He <laughs> should soon. The way I see it, we have three options uh, right now. And I don't know, maybe, I, I mean, things are weird in this town right now. And so we've got to kind of keep our, our fingers on the pulse of how people are behaving, so to speak. That's not a great metaphor. Anyway, what I'm thinking is we have three options. We can go after the Flames of Agni and try to find out where they are and see if we can get more of what's going on behind their organization and figure stuff out. I don't know, that feels really involved and I don't know if I'm up to that task, but it's definitely an option and I want to put it out there. The second option I see is we just leave and go on and try to, to accomplish our next gym badge. I'm, I'm thinking that seems like a really important task that I need to accomplish right now to remember why I'm here in this world and still alive. Um, wow. But <laughs> there's also a third option. And this one, I don't know, I'm conflicted about. But uh, you remember that lady with the, the pink hair or the, the turquoise hair? I think he keeps changing. I don't know. Um, but Tulip, that, that crazy... Crazy lady. Mood ring hair girl. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that she's with the futurists. I mean, that was pretty obvious, right? Back at the, the tournament grounds, when she kind of tied me to a table, she told me to look for a Professor Mancaneel near um, Landsmeet. And maybe we go towards... The, I, like, I don't... I'm not siding with the futurists here, but I'm also not siding with the Flames of Agni. I think they're both extremists in either way and I just want everybody to keep just get along and be okay with the way things are. Uh, anyway the, I, phew, I'm getting really stressed out. I need to... Can I, anybody have like a, a, a cranberry or something? I, I need something to cool me a off. What? I don't know. I think I'm speaking nonsense. So those are, those are what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? We should get you a different jacket. <laughs> different jacket? Yeah. I like I like this jacket. I've done like all of my research in this jacket. I'm not saying that you have to get rid of it, but I mean, I don't think people are super into lab coats around here. <laughs> what? Oh. Sneeze. I could get uh, you some pretty stick duds if you just let me. Maybe. Oh, no. What if I... Here, I'll turn it around and it's... It's my chef's apron. Look, there. Now I'm not weird. Didn't we also say that it had like a floral pattern on the inside? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it has a floral pattern on the inside. It says, kiss the chef. <laughs> that works too. All right, perfect. Never mind. Uh, See? Not weird. Uh, Charlie points out, he says... I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not really a fan of the big fan of the flames of Agni, as he uh, also touches his his stomach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like, they didn't seem to be like. I mean, yeah, they made that announcement, but they seem to be defending the town from the the things. They didn't seem to be causing any trouble here. I I mean, I guess you know. I feel like you leave uh, sleeping hound hours lie in this case. I don't think we need to pursue them right now. That's that's a very good point, Charlie. As as you kind of are sitting and deliberating and thinking through what to do, you see the Pokemon Center doors open as they've been doing kind of 
periodically, but this time uh, Aditi enters again. And through your intuition and other things, you notice that, like, she's standing up very, like, you know, running into her a little bit and through her comments and different things, you've gotten the, the idea that she's not perhaps the most by-the-book ranger. <laughs> yeah. Everything. But as she comes in, she's standing, like, military straight very much, walking very clearly through. You notice that, like, she's putting on, like, a veneer of friendly cheerfulness, but she has the worst guile check ever. <laughs> Even though she rolled really well on it, it doesn't matter because all of you rolled higher than her. And can see that she's irritated, but also feels like she doesn't really have leeway for what she's doing. So she's doing something that you can basically guess. She's doing something that she's been ordered to do, and she doesn't like it. It's not something that, like, she's... It's not necessarily something that she morally, morally dislikes. She just thinks that it isn't mm. the best option at the time. And mm. she heads straight to you guys. Oh, uh, uh, hi. Just, uh, so, um, my superiors have, uh, through me, want to offer you uh, their thanks for defending the city of Lowkeep uh, from these attackers. I've been instructed to give you these, and she hands each of you a an envelope. Uh, inside which are 10,000 poke apiece. Ooh. Um, and a small badge um, that's basically mm -hmm. in the shape of a ranger's stylus. Those badges mark you as someone who has done a distinguished service for the rangers. If you go to a ranger station with these, you can trade them in for a resupply on necessary Pokemon supplies and personal supplies. Free of charge. What? Aditi, you're the best. Excellent. The My superiors... I don't have enough space in my key items. Yeah, me Yeah, same <laughs> block. <laughs> my, my superiors hope that these will help you as you continue your journey. Uh, the crystal caverns have been opened again, and they recommend that you head through them at your earliest convenience. Oh, uh, okay. Is that all you wanted to say to us? I... My superiors apologize that you will likely miss uh, the ceremony thanking the trainers who helped with this, but they understand that trainers want to push on with their journey, and that is a pressing concern. There's a ceremony. Is that today? So what, you, you're trying to get rid of us? Mm -hmm. <laughs> After all we've been through together, I thought we were friends. Is this one of those things where you're telling us not to go to a certain point on the map, but you really want us to go to that point on the map? My superiors... <laughs> look, okay, look. <clears throat> you guys, I think this is ridiculous. You guys have done a distinguished service. I've seen you guys in action. You came in from the front doors and immediately moved to help. I ran into you again. You were immediately helping again. However... You guys have been seen with the Flames of Agni no less than three times. In well, each, so were with, you. In each, in each location, <laughs> there has been a major interaction with the Flames of Agni, which is still causing small amounts of unrest or larger amounts when we look at, for example, the city of Ratu. My superiors and me especially are aware that you oppose them in nearly all of those actions, but the fact of the matter is that for better or worse, you three are a focal point in this situation, dealing with the Flames of Agni. Uh, my superiors are of the opinion, I do not know if I agree, but my superiors are of the opinion that you will be a polarizing aspect one way or another. And so, they see best 
that you leave the D region before things grow too heated. Or the D side of the region. Uh, I'm trying to decide if I need a party or not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I don't. I feel like I don't. Because, I mean... That'd be, that'd be a very uh, a Chan uh, attitude to have. <laughs> to have a party. Yeah, I don't... I don't... Sidebar. <laughs> yes, I think Aditi makes a lot of good points, and it might be dangerous for us to stick around, even though, I mean, I think the sides are all really muddy right now. I don't know if anybody knows who to trust at all, and so maybe by leaving, we prove ourselves to be trustworthy. <sighs> Fine. But if the sides are muddy, then maybe we're the crystal clear water flowing in between. We could guide them. That's, yep. <laughs> but yeah, I guess we can get out. I'm fine with us heading out. Or we can just make our own gang and just start here and start recruiting people here. You know, <laughs> like we could be the third group. Guys, we, we get such a following. That's, I, I hate how not ready I am to dismiss that <laughs> idea totally out of hand. Because I'm brilliant. I will let you know two things. Aditi's perception is almost as bad as her guile. <laughs> which is odd because she's a ranger, but you know. Bless her heart. <laughs> but she also rolled the top she could. So when you mention like gathering a gang, she kind of goes. <clears throat> like JK. Not an illegal on. gang. Calm down. We do all the paperwork. <laughs> I, I I do want to continue my Pokemon journey, and I I have plans, and I'm pretty sure the two of you do too. So we should maybe keep keep going. Yeah, I mean, I didn't plan to stick around here anyway. Like that was just you know gonna just keep on going through. So yeah, I guess if we're unwanted, <laughs> but hey, Ranger friend, you know we should totally stay in touch. Just saying. Oh, okay. Yep. She's still kind of trying to figure out what on the world paperwork would have to do with making a gang. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Confuse her so we throw her off. She agrees readily enough. Um, it's kind of hard to keep in touch because, you know, you don't have cell phones. Cell phones don't exist in the Chandi region at the moment. What about letters? Okay. Yeah, that would work. She can get you an, an address. What about smoke signals? Do they do smoke signals? So I'm, I, I, I move around quite a bit, so you'd probably have to send it to my Aunt Florence. <laughs> yeah! Oh my I'm so oh, happy. coming up, right? Uh, it just passed a couple days ago. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, no. we missed it. Oh, we uh, missed it. Oh, no. Next year. You gotta let us know next Give year. Give her our best. Okay, well, Give her, Give her we her need best. her address, and we're going to send her a present. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which will be ourselves. And apologies for missing it. <laughs> In one year's time, we will return. <laughs> when we have one more badge. We've heard so much about her. <laughs> oh, man, Athene, you're the best. <laughs> Yeah, so she does give you an, an address, which is in the brooding jungle area. Yeah, the Fear Core is generally for Pokeballs, but they can work with mail and things, so it would make sense for them to be kind of folded into that as well. So that's kind of where you'd send mail through. Okay. Uh, Charlie's really bummed that in this forms his birthday. Yeah. 
literally saw it up that was said it was this week sometime. It didn't ask when in the week you were right now. So, Well, I guess with that, we better bid you adieu and wish your grandma another happy trip around the sun from us. Please. <laughs> uh, she's my aunt, but yes. What? <laughs> oh, you said aunt? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I do like the idea... Like, just in my head canon that Liliana, anytime she hears about an adult, she just assumes that that adult is really old. <laughs> the world is falling apart around me and so are the people. I, I think the best part of this, as you guys are kind of like heading on the thing, Aditi is ten years older than Liliana. <laughs> she's so... in her late 20s, but she is in her 20s, so she's not... Wow, that seems so appropriate to this group. <laughs> what uh, What's the time of day right now? You got to there around evening. It's, it's actually uh, fairly late. So they'll actually put you up. They, they probably won't head you out right away because it's so late. They, they'd have you go to bed um, in the Pokemon Center. Well, Pokemon Center is pretty loaded up. So the Rangers will pay for rooms in a hotel right next to the Crystal Caverns. Ooh. Guys, what if we doubled as undercover cops now that we have these badges? It's not how the badges work. So you guys are able to head to sleep. Through that, it's a fairly uneventful night. Um, you get, you all get a call from room service, uh, letting you know that uh, you were being called to as your uh, scheduled wake up call at about five or six in the morning. Uh, all right, let's get uh, ready to go. I'm gonna start cooking. Anybody want anything? Who wants? Who wants something? Um, Charlotte will get probably, uh, something for, uh, each of his Pokemon. How much does it cost again? One hundred. One hundred. That's highway robbery. I assume food expires after, like, a day, right? No, there's no expiration date on food. Oh, so if they didn't, like, eat, if they didn't use their, like, digestion buff, they still have it, or? The way I've been running it, yes, because they ate it and they haven't traded in the buff. If you want me to be strict, then they digest it in a day, but I haven't been, so. Uh, your world, we're just playing in it, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that is perfectly fine. The digestion <laughs> buff can stick until they use it. Cool. cool. Then we're gonna just get, uh, then the rest of the Pokemon will starve. <laughs> That's a good trainer. <laughs> uh, but no, we, uh, the, we'll get everyone at least some light snacks, but we'll especially get uh, Hollow, a spicy wrap. Uh, we're gonna get Harry, also a spicy wrap. Can I combine... I want to do three different things okay. right now. I want to cook. Mm-hmm. I want to train. Mm-hmm. And I want to use six extended actions. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm going to have to say you are not three people. So you're going to have to choose between a couple of those. Okay, so the the term terminology of an extended action essentially just means like it's uh, extended actions take at least a few minutes to complete depending on the task. If unspecified, assume at least a few minutes with a concentra- with concentration adequate to the task. Uh, simply, yeah. these actions cannot be formed in the moment. What what extended actions are you wanting to do? Culinary appreciation times six. Okay, let me see what that does according to your thing. Culinary. That's my features. It costs tutor points yes. per Pokemon. Um, I will say that you can do those and do one of the other two. All right, I'm going to cook. 
and do culinary appreciation because I can combine those two. At, not like, not technically, but like thematically, that those two make the most sense. Yes. So what's what's happening is I'm cooking all of this food, and I'm this this is like more food than I've cooked all at once in a long time. Mm-hmm. And as I'm doing it, I'm lecturing my Pokemon. I have all six of my Pokemon out in front of me. <laughs> all six at the same time. <laughs> yes, you heard me oh, right. Boy. Uh, Melody is there. Melody is, is also kind of serving as like a teacher's assistant, assistant here to like rein the others in a little bit. She's she's a little matronly, you know. Mm-hmm. Archie is, is also there soaking in all of these facts and nodding along, of mm-hmm. course, because he knows all of this. Schmoopy is, you know, drooling at the food. Boss is there as well, probably just having worked up an appetite in the morning, you know, needing his morning protein and everything. Um, I've got Snacks the Munchlax and Calora the Amora. So you commandeer the uh, hotel kitchen for this, which they kind of let you do after a bit. Because I'm doing such a good job. You do notice fast enough to prevent it through uh, being able to talk him out of it that uh, Boss started tapping the granite countertops and looking thoughtful. Mm. And then you realize what he's thinking about, which is, I bet I could break these. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) (laughs) So you're able to kind of like deflect his attention from that before he does it, but... Say, so please, please have mm-hmm. boss roll, like, uh, a focus check or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, sure. At roll a focus Don't check do for that. boss. No! Oh, I want to uh, see this bit badly. Okay. <laughs> oh, I know. Let me find his focus. It's 2d6. It's, it's his second lowest 2D6. score of the scores that he has. Oh, sorry, lowest. It's tied Come for on. lowest, actually. Come on. Seven. Seven. Okay. So, like, exact average. Yeah. Uh, that is enough for him to pay attention. Oh. Great. <laughs> He does not start destroying the kitchen, no. Yeah, so he's good there, and you're making food. This takes, I'll say, maybe a little over an hour. So what do the rest of you do? So for my team, I'm going to train. uh, I'll pick six of them and leave one of them out. But our specific training is we're going to have them team up in uh, teams of three. Uh, What they're going to do is they're going to volley attacks at each other. Uh, I'm going to help instruct them to be like, okay, so Bernie, like if if this attack comes from... From Hollow, you need to try and go and help deflect it from uh, from uh, the, the one that's going to hit. And yeah, same thing with you, uh, with you, Giggles. You like if uh, Bernie's going to shoot an attack over here, Hollow can't take that very well. So you need to help deflect that as well. So in training them and doing this, I'm also going to teach all of my Pokemon Friend Guard, if you'll allow me to do so. Uh, well, yes, I will say I shouldn't, that. I shouldn't say hmm. teach, but like, so as, so, so audience knows, as part of my cheerleader stuff, I am allowed to give my Pokemon the ability friend guard, and Let's when they use day. that yeah. once per day, I believe it is, or maybe it's once per scene, I'll have to look it up specifically, one attack, uh, goes down, uh, one, one, is resisted one stage. Yes, uh, with someone adjacent to them, yes. Uh, and that takes, uh, two tutor points to make that happen, is that right, Nick? That is correct. They okay, lose so. two tutor points and gain the friend guard ability. Yes. And I we always ask this uh, when we train. It's uh, half their level plus five. Half of their level plus five since you have a novice command. Yes. Perfect. Backtracking a little bit. Michael, could you also please make me three spicy wraps? Oh, yes, I oh, can. Oh, thank you, Professor Sneeze. Oh, welcome, Who's Michael? Is okay. is that your first name, Professor Sneeze? That's what I call him when he's in his chef's apron. Don't oh. ask why. <laughs> I don't understand it myself. Yeah. Just go with it. 
Alright, so three spicy wraps for you. Okay. So then what is Liliana doing? Uh, Liliana is going to train Jack the Snover, Mich the Krogunk, and Spicy the Grotol. And for them, it's just half their level. Right? Nope, you, so you get plus five because your command is now novice level as well. <gasps> Yay! Yeah, so half their level plus five. Cool. Alright. So you're training, and Professor Sneeze is making food. And also lecturing on what it's like to taste food well and have a good and developed palate. Charlie looks over at uh, his uh, his activities over there and he uh, falls asleep for a minute. You know, just at that moment as you fall asleep and you're working through it, giggles like deflects an ember and it like whizzes past Charlie's hair. <laughs> so yeah, you get through the training, you get through the, the cooking and everything. No rangers come to pay a visit, which... It's probably a good thing. They're not, like, watching you and, like, waiting impatiently for you to leave. But, yeah, you guys are set to go. Um, Can we also do some shopping? Oh, that's a good idea. Can I also get more weapons? (laughs) Low keep is mostly destroyed, and you're in the headquarters of the rangers. So Mm. I can just grab whatever is lying around. (laughs) We can loot! Even better than shopping! (laughs) (laughs) Even better. (laughs) It's not enough that we already... Well, we already get everything for free, so... <laughs> if you want to buy, uh, like, potions, restorative items, and Pokeballs, <laughs> go ahead and buy what you want to at market price. So at the price that's in the handbook. Uh, if it's an exotic Pokeball or something that's kind of strange, let me know what you want to buy and I'll tell you if it's there or not. They are not selling weapons in Lowkeep. Alright, so you've bought what you wanted to buy, you've trained what you wanted to train, you've cooked what you wanted to cook, and you're good to go? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Let's get out of here before they throw us out, tar and feather us. <laughs> Alright, so you enter into the Crystal Caverns. Finally. Um, you do notice that uh, there's little uh, wooden plaques um, set into the walls in different places. Uh, entering into the Crystal Caverns, it's darker, but there are crystals... Like, jagged, looking like natural formation of crystals coming out of the ceiling mostly and the walls occasionally uh, that give off enough light to see by fairly simply. As you're going into, there's these little wooden plaques that uh, periodically on the side of the tunnel that's marked on it. It says, safe for zero badges. And that's kind of the main tunnel. There's a couple like that branch off here and there, but weirdly enough, a lot of the ones that are right next to low keep and branch off have like five badges and up or seven badges and up and other things there so it's like the zero badges is the main road and it's pretty wide and it's twisting but a lot of the shoot-offs are larger um but you're going through there uh after a couple of hours of walking so just walking through getting through this uh, this is pretty well worn it still feels like a natural cavern there hasn't been much uh, man-made stuff done in this area but it's well worn there's been centuries of people walking this same tunnel and so it's worn down to the point where it's easy to walk through after you're walking through a glowing pattern of lights flashes by a side tunnel which that tunnel seems to be unmarked when you are looking at it except for Liliana it seems to be... I'm oblivious uh, let's see if you are no it's fine no actually it seems to be unmarked but all of you after a little bit it takes Professor Sneeze a little bit longer but all of you after a little bit notice that there seems to have there's a place for the wooden plaque but there's a blackish smudge on the wall that suggests that the sign was burned away. There's kind of a pattern of glowing lights that just appears. 
What is that over there? Could Charlie get, uh, with the glowing lights and stuff, I mean, maybe it's just like the natural lighting of the cavern and whatnot, but would I get anything from Occult Ed? Now uh, you can certainly roll an Occult Ed if you'd like. Let's do that. Seventeen. This looks like it could be connected to the Occult, but not directly. Um, you're not certain what it is. I'm gonna roll a Pokemon Ed to see if I know of any Pokemon phenomenon. Okay. Phenomena that makes something like Phenomena. Can I also have Detective Crunch come out and sniff it out? Sure. Nice. 23. Pokemon Ed. Alright. So Grunge comes out and smells and is kind of sniffing around. He's like, ah, Pokemon? Pokemon? Fire. Fire Pokemon. And he nods, pleased with himself, and sits down. Charlie sniffs the air, too, and is looking for the fire Pokemon. Professor Sneeze, you, uh, it's a very quick shifting pattern, so it's kind of hard to tell for sure, but you think this might have been the ability, not the ability, sorry, this might have been the move Will-O-Wisp, but it was most, like, it wasn't directed at anything, it was just used as a pattern. That could be something like firing it off in distress, it could be firing it off for a different reason, but, and it's, it seems to be more than one of that move. That makes sense, Grunge. This seems to be the work of Move Will-O-Wisp. Sometimes Pokemon use those as, as a distress signal. I, I hope there's not any Pokemon in trouble down there, but there, there seems to be more than one. I don't know. We're, we're, we're going through the caverns. Is this going to get us farther along the way we want to go, or is this a detour? Is Grunge able to sniff the air at all and, and tell if one way gives cleaner air than the other? Uh, since you're heading into the mountain, there's not going to be a very clear signal. Uh, also, too, when are we all going to talk about what happened before? <laughs> what, what happened? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Uh, Charlie, <laughs> did you want to go catch some more Pokemon? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> of course I do. Oh, wait, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> right, so is, is Charlie already heading in? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You head in, and it doesn't take very long before you start to hear uh, the yipping cries of several Pokemon sounding like they're in distress. I knew it! Uh, how do you react to the yipping cries, everyone? I'm trying to decide. Well, I think I'm probably going to want to send a Pokemon out, and I'm thinking with it being Pokemon in distress, without knowing what it might be, it's probably going to be Melody. So I'm going to say, before we like, you know, curve around to see where the sound is coming from, I'm going to say, Melody, come on out! Let's go find out what's going on! Do you do anything to stop Charlie as Charlie is going to go rush in? So Charlie's in the front and rushing forward? Yeah, I mean, Charlie hears Pokemon, he wants to see what's happening, can he help them, can he catch them, What what's the deal? Uh, Liliana, are you going in front of Professor Sneeze, or are you waiting behind him? Oh, of course I'm waiting behind him. <laughs> As you're going, especially going to catch up with uh, Charlie, Professor Sneeze, you realize a couple of things from your uh, earlier uh, Pokemon education role, especially tied with Will-O-Wisp. These mm -hmm. cries are being made by Vulpix, a fire-type Pokemon. Uh, Vulpix mm -hmm. can create Will-O-Wisp. In fact, that's one of their moves that they, they learn it actually fairly young. So it's actually it, it's not necessarily a signature that only Vulpix can do, but it's a signature of Vulpix being able to do it fairly young and being able to do it quite a bit. And the last thing you realize as you're kind of turning the corner and heading towards where the yipping sounds are, Vulpix sometimes feign injury to escape from battle or draw in prey. Oh, wait! <laughs> Charlie, 
Give me an acrobatics check, please. All right. I'm good at thems. Well, Charlie's good at thems. Uh, not great on that roll, though. We're looking at a 17 on six dice. Not, I mean, it's not, not a bad great. roll. But... <laughs> uh-huh. Charlie, as you're rushing forward, you step forward and your foot does not connect with the ground. Your other foot is still on the ground, though, and you're able to essentially kick yourself into a front flip and land on the other side of the pit trap <laughs> that was in front of you. Like, Whoa. just kind of pseudo-defying physics. <laughs> At that point, you realize, at uh, the same time as uh, Liliana kind of turns the corner and also catches them a little more simply because uh, they're surprised, um, you catch the four Vulpix, so the four small uh, reddish fox-like Pokemon. Ooh, I catch four Vulpix, great. That are hidden away, <laughs> you catch sight of. <laughs> Vulpix that are hiding on the other side of the pit where you kind of just landed, and Lilianic sees them from a little farther away because they kind of like flare out as uh, Charlie just pops into the middle of them. Liliana, what you notice, you actually rolled slightly better than Charlie on a new perception this time. Surprisingly, because he's got one dice more than you. You notice a taller fox-like Pokemon with yellow fur standing behind the other Vulpix, standing on two legs, who's been watching this entire thing. Are we going to make another mom mad at us? <laughs> These, the, they're, they're both fox-like, but they don't seem to be related. The first thing that happens in this is one of the Vulpix immediately just books it away from you, around the corner, out of sight. Uh, and then Charlie is up. <laughs> Pursue! <laughs> right. They're looking hostile at me, okay. Uh, you're at least in a combat-type situation, yes. Um, so let's see here. Charlie's going to... Uh, let's get out a Pokemon to help out with this. Um, I have a hunch as to what the other Pokemon might be, but it could be wrong. Um, let me go, uh, as a, uh, uh, one of my actions, can I roll a Pokemon Education and still throw the Pokemon? You don't see the other Pokemon. I don't see, okay, fair enough. Yes. Oh, okay, so I see the... It is, it is more well hidden. Only Liliana sees it, and Professor Sneeze, the only Pokemon you've seen so far, is a Vulpix that just jumped out of the shadows and ran around the corner. <laughs> you know, you know there are more than one just from what you heard, but you haven't seen the others. Let's send Bernie out. Uh, Bernie, come, come help me out here, buddy. I think we're just gonna have him do a... What does what range, uh, range Blast 3 mean? Uh, so it's range, you see, is 6, and yep. then it is a Blast 3 move at range 6. Okay. So it hits 3 squares by 3 squares. Okay, so that Rock Slide would hit... 6 squares away. hit all those Vulpix then. You could hit all the Vulpix that are still there, yes. Alright, let's, uh, hey, let's, let's do a Rock Slide on these guys. Let's get them in catching range. Uh, should I roll... 3d20s on that, or should I just roll one for all of them? Uh, I will say 3d20s. Right. Can you just say again what a great name Barney is? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, first one's a 5. Next one's a 10. And the last one is an 18, which does crit, uh, which uh, flinches on the last one. Flinches, you're flinches. right. Okay. It's not crit, but does flinch mm. the last one. The rock slide has an AC of four, meaning that you hit two of them and flinched one. 
So as the rock comes down, one of them is able to dodge to one side, revealing itself to Professor Sneeze again. So now you see another one there. <laughs> but two of them are hit by rocks. Uh, just roll once for the damage. 2d8 plus 30, it looks like. The 5 and a 3, so that's going to be 38 physical rock damage. So that did 42 rock physical damage to one of them, which is enough to give it two injuries out the gate, but not quite enough to faint it. Um, actually, that did 42 to both of them, two injuries to each of them, not quite enough to faint them, and one of them is flinched. So, uh, rocks come, basically, Bernie looks over at Charlie and then kicks the side of the cavern, and rocks just fall from the ceiling on top of the Vulpix. Um, and one of them manages to dodge to one side, but two of them get heavily hit by it, and they look very, very injured. So it is now Liliana's turn. Hmm. And Grunge is out too. Uh, is Grunge joining this battle? No, he won't be for this one. Okay, so then Liliana is up. <laughs> I'm going to try and do a Pokemon education on the non Vulpix. Okay. That's not too bad for me. 12. Oh, okay. That is enough. It takes you a bit to place it because... Let's be honest, you didn't go to school very often <laughs> when you were a child, um, or later. Um, but you're finally able to place it, and the reason that you have to kind of place it through that is that it is a Pokemon that's fairly rare in the wild, although you can find it a little more often in the Tandy region or in other places. Uh, you're fairly certain this is a Braxen, yep. which is a fire-type Pokemon. It evolved from a Fennekin, and evolves into Delphox, which is a fire and psychic type. Like, as you're remembering this look through, you notice that there's a stick sticking out of its tail behind it. Like, there's a just a wooden stick sticking out. And you know that that's, it can light that stick on fire and essentially use that as part of its fire attacks. That's cool. It also apparently uses the stick for communication. <laughs> if it uses it like a sparkler, it's a little difficult to know for sure. Uh, basically, all Ooh. your teacher told you about it was that it uses the stick for communication. Okay, cool. I am also going to release Mich relatively close to the Brakeson. Yeah, you can throw it right next to the Brakeson then. And for standard action, you release it to what? Uh, do you want to move any closer or anything? No. I think I'll hang back for now. Okay. Then it is the, uh, the uh, other Pokemon's turn. They all have the same initiative. Except for that really fast one. The one that's flinched obviously recovers from being flinched and does nothing with its turn. Uh, the heavily injured one spins towards Bernie and fires out a pulse of multicolored glowy energy. And Bernie takes it and gets a little cross-eyed. So he is confused with Confuse Ray. And then it, uh, it starts backing up down... The alley. It doesn't get as far as the one that just ran, but it's it's obviously like retreating away from the battle. And then the uninjured one pops out invisibility and is just kind of sitting there, fluffing itself up and like just getting re like it's just kind of growling and getting ready to go. It doesn't seem to do anything with its turn at the moment. If anyone wants me to use pursuit, I can. <laughs> it is up to you to use pursuit as they're playing and doing things. The breaks in kind of looks over as uh, Mi appears next to it. And it turns to start leaving as well. Uh, but 
since Mia's is right next to it, Mia gets an attack of opportunity. <laughs> so uh, it's a struggle attack, but if you hit, the brakes and has to stop moving. Let's do it. Okay, roll attack. Roll the hit. I rolled a nineteen. Uh, that absolutely hits. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Don't move. <laughs> And so roll damage with the struggle attack. So 1d8 and then add 18. I am rolling good tonight. Unfortunately, not on anything that's too... Okay, I got a 26 normal physical. 26. Wow, yeah, you rolled max damage even. Mm-hmm. It's 16 normal physical, which is not enough to give it an injury. But uh, Mick kind of lashing out and hitting... Uh, the breaks in as it's getting ready to go stops uh, the breaks in in his tracks. Oh, he's a gentleman. He is a gentleman. <laughs> yeah, breaks in. Interesting. I forgot I had rolled that for him. And so that is its turn because it, he was trying to move and he couldn't. So that is everything. And now it is Miss' turn. Breaks is still looking pretty pretty fine for the most part, though, right? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> pretty fine. Um. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna use mud slap on the brakes in. <laughs> Got a five that time. Five to hit. That just barely hits. Ooh, sweet. Nineteen ground special. Nineteen ground special. That did six ground special damage. Um, which is still not quite enough to give an injury, so uh, Mick kind of reaches down onto the ground and slaps up some mud at the brakes and it was kind of splatters against him and he irritatedly starts trying to like clean off his fur. Professor Sneeze is up. Uh, you can now see all of the Pokemon on the field. Alright, and I up. would recognize the brakes and probably Probably. Ooh, we got, oh my goodness, so many fire Pokemon involved in what's going on here. Um, okay, Melody! Uh, thank you, but, uh, return and, um, Shmoopy, come on out! This is a job for you! Alright, so you return Melody, sent out Shmoopy, that's the full round. Shmoopy's speed is five. Ah, so that actually does make it Shmoopy's turn. Shmoopy, make it wet in here. Use rain dance. And it is now raining. Okay. For five rounds. Thing kind of clouds up and rain starts pouring down. Everything's kind of like looking around and a little bit of confusion as it starts raining inside of a cavern. So at the end of the round, that one... Vulpix that had kind of been leaning down and growling shifts to get right in front of Bernie and let's see if it can move. Can't quite get Mia where it wants it, but it gets close enough to get Bernie and Charlie and it uses Roar. Hmm. What does Roar do in this game? Targets hit by Roar immediately shift away from the user using their highest possible movement, highest usable movement capability towards their trainer if possible. If the target is an owned Pokemon and ends this shift within 6 meters of their Pokeball, they are immediately recalled to their Pokeball. If the trainer sends out a replacement, they do not lose their command action. So you wouldn't think with it, but first, uh, yeah, what a time to roll a nat 20 for no reason. Uh, so <laughs> Bernie and Charlie get hit by Roar, so both of you book it backwards. And Charlie or Bernie would hop back in his Pokeball then. Bernie is returned. Okay. Who is Charlie's trainer? Uh, you just shift away from... <laughs> Ellie. You just shift away from the Vulpix. Ellie doesn't have enough badges to train So me. Uh, can I get another acrobatics check, actually, Charlie? <laughs> yes, you can. This one is much better. We're looking at a 26 on this one. No, sorry, 27. Yeah, so you don't even re remember that there's a pit trap until you're across it. 
<laughs> Very nice. So you're on the other side of the big pit trap and away now. Um, and that means that we're back up to Charlie as his turn. So, I mean, in theory, I could send Bernie back out, but I don't think that's in the spirit of, of what just happened here. Yeah. yeah, well, you certainly can if you want to, but it's up to you. So, has Charlie recognized the brakes? Yeah, because he just got roared by the brakes, and yes. Nope, he got roared by a Vulpix. Oh, by a Vulpix. Okay, have I, have I recognized the brakes in yet? Uh, give me a Pokemon education check. Okay. Or maybe, you know, I suppose, yeah, have I recognized that... That it's there, and two, that it is a brazen. Uh, Mia attacked something, and okay. so that brought it to light. Okay, good. Uh, that is a double sixes. That's 12. Okay. Yes, you are able to recognize that it's a brazen. Uh, okay. You just barely remember it. If I'm not um, so knowing that and what you said, that uh, it's not a fully psychic Pokemon yet, but it probably has some of those tendencies, we are going to send out uh, Harry the Absol. Okay. Harry comes out, and I'm certain Harry is very fast. He is he's yes. very fast, plus he gets my juggler bonus. So. Yeah, and he doesn't need it, but uh, so then Harry will go immediately. Okay, Harry, you're doing a great job. Let's go ahead and get you uh, get you geared up here. Let's get you on a... Let's start with a double team. So Harry starts bounding around and getting the copes for double team. Yeah. Uh, Liliana, you're up. I am going to use Astonish on the Brakeson. Okay. I got a nine. A nine will hit. Uh, 26. Ghost physical. That did 16 ghost physical damage, which is enough to give this Brakeson an injury. Mm-hmm. Jump up and razzle dazzle. The Brakeson which kind of stumbles back slightly, and you think it turned an ankle or something on the loose stone. That's why it's injured. <laughs> You're not going anywhere, Brakeson. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> but that does mean that it is the Vulpix and the Brakeson's turn. The Vulpix that uh, is flinched now is no longer flinched. It looks towards Harry, since Harry just came out, and it fires out those same lights that you saw just a bit ago towards Harry. And uh, unfortunately, it's kind of shaking and still getting off of the thing, so it fires upwards, hits the crystal directly above you like that, that that's giving kind of a little bit of illumination in this and shatters it and explodes because it rolled a natural one <laughs> you are plunged into complete darkness except for my hair your hair was not were you glowing your hair when there was the crystals glowing all around you you never said you were this is it passive it's not his turn it, it's uh. the glow ability though was why didn't you put it under your abilities on your combat? It's a capability. It's a capability. It's Pokemon Go can Whoa. emit light from a part of its body. Can. Okay. It is, a, it is, a, it is a choice. Oh, You're a choice. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't... It doesn't... Wow. It doesn't cost you any... It doesn't cost you any time to do it, but I'm... I'm saying that you have to do it on your turn if you're surprised by it. I know. So you are plunged into darkness. They're in darkness too, but uh, you hear scrambling as things start moving away. Can I get a perception check, Liliana, both you and me? Uh-oh. So 12 for Liliana. 14 for Mick. Dimly, you see, and Miss, he said a little more brightly, you see... Uh, the brakes and pull out its wand and there's like a flicker as it lights slightly. And so everyone sees that flash and then a multicolored beam of light fires out of it directly at Mia. He uses Psybeam and rolled a 19 to hit. Mm. So even with the minus six for being blinded, he hits. 
Uh, so that's uh, 33 psychic special damage. And I, I forget, it's minus defense first and then... Yes, the... minus oh. defense and then that. So 33 psychic special. And then it doubles. Oof. Oh no, okay. So that's three... Two injuries. Two injuries, okay. Yeah. You. It was one HP away from getting three injuries. Oh, buddy. I was... When you decided to send out Matt, I was very worried about that, but... <laughs> but... Since you guys are able to kind of dimly make it out, and since uh, it is there, you see the Gregson try to get away again. Both you and Mick can try to hit it with a struggle attack. Could Absol use Pursuit? It is fairly injured. You can. Uh, but you would need to give me a perception check for him to see it. Uh, nope, he has dark vision. He can see it. Okay. Liliana, do you want to do anything to the Brakeson or... I was thinking of using Pursuit, but... <laughs> uh, you can as well. Give me... Uh, so you already saw it, so you can you can use Pursuit. Okay. I mean, if, if Paul wants to use it, you can. Liliana is closer. I mean, but Harry has dark vision. It's up to you guys. We'll, we'll play... Oh, man. I'm trying to think about this Well, here. with... Mick already pretty injured. If he were to use pursuit, he would still be able to do it without becoming harmed further. At least at this current time, depending on what the breaks and I suppose comes back with. Uh, are you are you wanting to catch the breaks in? I was hoping to. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, it has, it has taken one injury. But this wouldn't knock it out, though. I mean, who knows? Oh. That's <laughs> the, that, that is the chance you take. Uh, I'm gonna go for it. <laughs> do it! Do it! Do it! Okay. So, do I have to roll for accuracy? Oh, he's yes. supposed to see if I can. Pursuit does not. Pursuit does not have an auto hit. So yes. Okay, I rolled a thirteen. Which still here? Well, what is the pursuit? It's a two AC. Um, Liliana doesn't have pursuit. No, but Mich does. Mich does. I forgot that. Yep. So yeah, Mich hits. Okay. Um, it's also so roll two d eight. It's two d eight plus ten plus twelve, because it's uh, it's pursuit when you use it as an interrupt. I got a thirty. Okay, thirty dark physical damage. Yep. That did 20 dark physical damage, which is not enough to faint the brakes in, but does stop it from moving. <laughs> so able to hit it and kind of stop it in place again. It takes a solid hit with that, and it's kind of looking around in a little bit of shock and concern. Can I get a perception from Charlie and Professor Sneeze as well, because this is now sudden darkness? If I'm using a perception check, can I turn on my No, air? because it's not your turn. <laughs> this is what you see in the darkness, not what you're doing. Ugh. Nine. And four on top of that, 13. 13. So you guys actually rolled a three and a seven, meaning that, Professor Sneeze, you see almost nothing. It is extremely hard to see around you. You do not know what is going on. You can just kind of hear things moving about. Uh, Charlie, you can see a little bit better. Uh, like, you can make out kind of the shape of Harry on here because there's other crystals pseudo nearby. You're not... In like, you're in darkness, but it's not cave darkness. There are crystals close enough that there's some, like, some little bit of light very far away. You can't really tell much beyond Harry at the moment, though. It's just kind of everything moving about. Like, uh, Liliana can see can see the breaks in because she's right next to it. And so can Mia, but the, the rest is kind of gone. Uh, now... Yeah, that's almost everyone. There's still one more Vulpix that has a turn. Why is everybody faster than me? Because you're slow. You're old. old man. Um, 
Professor sneezes up. Glow! <laughs> I turn on my hair. What do I see? Okay. <laughs> um, there is one Vulpix left in front of you. Uh, it is one of the injured Vulpixes. In fact, it looks like the one that was flinched. It is still, like, heading away down the corridor, but the other ones seem to have already fled. They're all gone. I don't see Yeah, them. they all ran. You can still see the brakes in as well, heavily injured and kind of surrounded by Liliana. But the other Vulpix have all run. And that and that one is running. <sighs> After, you know, putting out the lights. Right. Uh, I don't know what to do. I am going to try to influence it to stay still. Okay. Can you use Pokemon Education in place of Intimidation? In place of Intimidation? That's a good question. Focus Ecologist. Yes. Okay, then yes, you can use Pokemon Education for this one. Perfect. I'm going to do that. 22. And what are you saying to it? I am saying, wait right there. You lured us into this cavern. You owe us an explanation. It stops mid-step. And it's just like, it has its back to you, but it's just like shivering and frozen like mid-step. I would say that is your turn. Still kind of raining it. So just to let you guys know, you're in the middle of a cavern. It's raining. It's very dark, except for <clears throat> Professor Sneeze's hair. And there's a pit trap kind of in front of you. And a Vulpix and a, an injured breaks in. Very nice. Uh, Shmoopy is up. How badly injured are these things? Um, the... Vulpix looks like a stiff breeze is going to knock it over, and the Brakeson is not much better. Okay. Literally, uh, for, for example, that mud slap that you saw um, that you saw Mih use on the Brakeson, if, if, yep. if it did the same thing, like with the same amount of force, it would faint the Vulpix and would almost faint the Brakeson. Got it. I'm going to have Shmoopy just like, in game terms, Shmoopy is passing her turn. But what Shmoopy is going to be doing is like readying an action, quote unquote. I'm going to say, Shmoopy, get your water pulse ready. So like water is kind of flowing around Shmoopy in kind of a double helix sort of figure. Shmoopy cocks her head and looks over at you, mm-hmm. and then like, slides sideways into the pit. <laughs> <laughs> you hear like a splash underneath, and she's just like burbling under there. Alright, alright, Shmoopy. That sounds... Alright. You do you. Atta girl. Oh, Shmoopy. <laughs> so cute. Makes the top of the round. Harry is up. And so we have the injured breaks in, right? Yes. And then there's just a Vulpix remaining out on the floor? Yes, a heavily injured Vulpix, yes. We are going to have uh, Harry attack that injured Vulpix. Okay. Because yeah, I feel like this battle is winding down pretty quickly here. We're going to have Harry use... Um, Night Slash is a little more potent, so we'll go ahead and use uh, Night Slash on that Vulpix. We roll a 14. That hits. 2d10 plus 10. Well, plus a whole bunch, actually. Uh, 9. And another 9, so that's 18. Uh, plus another 42, so that should be 60 dark physical damage. That did 50 dark physical damage. Yep. Dead. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> it is enough. Here is the thing. Let me reread the ruling on this. <laughs> Go and read it, but then I, I may have a counterpoint for this. Are you trying to argue with math? Uh, the game lets me argue with math. <laughs> <laughs> Double standards. I'm not killing the Vulpix, am I? He said almost. How far are we through the mountains? 
Yeah, you did four injuries in one swoop. Oh, wow. So, to put it down, it fainted. Uh, Yeah, the Night Slash hits it, hits it against a wall, and it lands on the ground. Except, this was a false strike. Ooh, very nice. uh, So, while we were doing the battle, I did update uh, Charlie's character sheet. He has gained another um, one of his capture specialist uh, uh, ranks. And so that didn't uh, quite hit it as, as uh, hard as you thought. It's a false strike. Uh, it's basically like a false swipe in the games. Uh, I get to do this twice per scene. You or your Pokemon attack faints a wild Pokemon. The Pokemon is instead lowered to 1 HP. Okay. Ah. Yep. So uh, it does hit it, hit it against the wall, but you notice that Harry kind of makes a move to lift it into the wall, so it hits it with much less force. In fact, this barely does anything to the Vulpix. Because <laughs> it was already kind of at that point. And so it kind of gets up and is still kind of struggling. It's ready to bolt, though, now. It doesn't really care about being told to stop if it just got attacked again. Charlie, you're up. All right, uh, fast pitch if I have to, but we're, we're chucking... Uh, you're up. Fa- you're faster than okay, it, so go ahead. Okay, cool. Chucking the Pokeball. Uh, it is a six. Six. Uh, and you are throwing a Pokeball, which has... A, an AC of either four or five. So not good is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah it is able to dodge to one side. Yeah. Okay. It avoids Charlie's Pokeball throw. Trying to see if there's anything I can sneak around this year. I probably can't, but I'm going to look. Uh, while you were looking around and thinking of it, uh, Liliana is up. And this this Pokemon looks ready to catch, right? Yes. With the, the brakes vo- in. Yeah, the Vulpix and the brakes in both look good to catch. Okay. It's AC six. AC6, so yeah, it missed. I am going to use... Mm, nah, I'll use a Great Ball on the Brakeson. Great Ball? Okay. Yeah. Roll accuracy first. I got a 15. That hits. Uh, now roll a D100, and with a Great Ball, you subtract 10 from the roll. So you want to roll low. Okay. Okay, so this is actually... I think my first time rolling with actual dice. Ooh. So I rolled Ooh. with a D100 and a D6. Is and that a D10. Right? And a D10. Yes. Yep. What? Why would it be? <laughs> and the, the, oh. the D100 is in the tens place. Is in the tens place. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. I see. Tens place. What a magical Lunch world place. this is. Amateur. <laughs> right? Hey. <laughs> I rolled a 62. 62. Minus 10. Oh, yeah. uh, 52. <laughs> Thank Two. you. Okay, uh, you hit. Breaks with the Great Ball, it disappears into it. The Great Ball shakes once, shakes twice, shakes a third time. Ding! Yes. <laughs> Congratulations, you captured a level 27 male Breakson. Uh, it has one injury and has taken 58 points of damage. Did Charlie figure out a way to get around this? Nope. The Vulpix's gone. Uh, then it is the Vulpix's turn, and it runs away. Mm-hmm. Uh Is anyone going to pursue it one way or another? Because um, um, otherwise it just books it. Goes around the corner and runs. Um, you know, Charlie's going to try and go for it again. Let's, uh, uh, Absol, go pr- pursue that one. Get it! <clears throat> Absol's going to use pursuit. Yep. Get you can use that uh, false strike one more time, right? Uh, but it's not going to happen because this is a... I mean, maybe it's a four on the uh, accuracy roll. Yeah, with, it is running fast enough that it dodges to one side. God, I need to pitch this D20. Uh, ducks under and just books it away. 
Okay, so it makes it away and gets out of there. Um, just to let you know, if that had not been a false strike, this Vulpix would have six injuries and be at negative 100% of its health. Ooh, wow. guacamole. So you got you got fairly close to killing it. <laughs> Still doesn't come close to the damage that Penny did on, on her. I, I was trying to see that, I, like, I, I thought there was a rule that if you did 100% of its health in one hit, it was an immediate kill. Oh. <laughs> but there does not seem to be a rule of that. That's good. Mm. We're not monsters no. here. <laughs> yeah. Not all of us. Well, I mean, like, our team Ooh. is monsters. Like, Actually, no, no, actually, uh, thinking through it, it should have been at seven injuries from that because of that hit. <laughs> Ooh. That was five. That was five injuries in a single hit. You did more. You, you brought it. You you literally brought it halfway to death in a single hit. If that hadn't been a false strike, so that is the end of that. It's still kind of raining. Schmoopy's just bubbling happily in a in a in a pit. <laughs> Good job, Schmoopy. I think we're done. Come on back, Schmoopy. Way to go. What what is going on? What are they doing? I mean, they're obviously trying to lure and prey. Uh, maybe maybe they thought maybe they bit off more than they could chew. But why is there a break then? I don't know. I could always quick release it. Oh, wait. No, I can't. <laughs> no, don't do I mean, congratulations, Liliana, on, on your new Pokemon. That's, oh, thank that's you. great. I just don't know. What's good? I mean, it's not uh, on... I don't think it's that weird that, I mean, Firefox Pokemon hanging out together, kind of like the, uh, uh, you know, the Snorlax and the Slacking we saw a little while ago. That, that does make sense. What's a fox? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it a, a fox is a genus of Pokemon. You know, there's, there's a bunch of different <laughs> Pokemon that are under the fox genus. <laughs> like, Lucario is loosely connected, Vulpix especially, the Fennekin line. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I bet you, I'm going to take a look at these category names. I bet there's one of these that is, like, the fox Pokemon. Oh, most certainly. Yes, Vulpix is a mm-hmm. is the fox Pokemon. Okay. So Vulpix is kind of is kind of the pure form of the genus. Which which Vulpix? Uh, Non-Alolan, because Alolan is usually uh, considered an offshoot. Colosian? No, not Colosian. What am I thinking? Cantonian. Cantonian, yeah. thank you. Well, that was an interesting diversion. I don't know what we... Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go on! All right. <laughs> you keep moving onward. Uh, after a while, you start to get tired. Uh, you realize, kind of looking at your Pokedex, and with everything, uh, the thing's still twisting and turning. You're moving through uh, the area. And you realize, looking at your Pokedex, that... Um... Oh, you actually realize two things as you guys are kind of heading out. Uh, the first thing, looking at your Pokedex, it's gotten towards... Actually, okay, I'm going to say three things, and I'm just going to keep going, but anyways, uh, <laughs> three things. Make it uh, even four. Ha. Uh, looking at your Pokedex, you realize you're getting towards evening. It's kind of towards the end of the day. Number two, there hasn't been any signs of human habitation. No Poke Center under here. Um, and number three, you were supposed to ask someone for the way to the uh, monastery of the Scaled Fist. You did. Oops. <laughs> In Lowkeep, you were supposed to ask uh, the more direct things. You didn't ask that. So you're saying... And that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapestryradio.org slash Pokemon-Rollout, on Twitter at PokeRollPodcast, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash PokeRollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve your request to join. There you can join in the conversation with creators and fans and become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter at Tapster Radio, and check out some of our other great shows at tapsterradio.org, like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch, and Us Play Fiasco. A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles, and another special thank you, while I am considering it and remembering it, 
for uh, Nelly T, one of our new patrons. Thank you very much for uh, joining with us. And now that I've lost my flow, uh, feel free to check the show notes for the other music and sound effects used in this episode. It's not your fault, it's completely my fault. Once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me on Twitter at PokeRollNick. Uh, I'm Paul. On Twitter, you can find me at ProfSnag. And as always, come hang out with us in the tap room and in the Discord. That's where we have lots of interesting conversations about uh, what acronyms Jared stands for and uh, <laughs> terrible board games and things of that nature. So come come chat with us. I'm Michael. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L and those places Paul mentioned. And I'm Lydia, and you can follow me on Twitter at L-I-L underscore Shadow 8. And you can follow me on Twitter at Behind Your Eyely. That's Behind Your E-Y-E-L-I. If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollout, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash pokerollpodcast, and get some sweet rewards. Special thanks to our patrons, Mark Smith, Mitch Grabowski, Malachi Corder, Dr. Audino, Legendary, Alex Abram, Rob, Anelli T, Gregory Lopez, David Harshman, Box Cheese, Froxis, DGZ, Azure Spider, and Nathan Jester. You guys are awesome and we can't say it enough. We really appreciate all that you, the gentle listeners, do for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch ya later. Bye! How are Nick and I the lowest times? Uh, because I had to restart for mono, and so did you. Oh. Wait. <laughs> the kissing kissy? It was a coincidence. Um, coincidence, I tell you. Can can Florence live at uh five colon seven something? Uh she just always looks so fabulous too with mm-hmm. her dresses, all the evening gowns. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for. Alright. Oh, you beat me to it! (laughs) Sweet, we're cops! (laughs) Yeah, let's go break into places and get away with it. Wait, hang on, hang on. We've already got, like, detective grunge, so now we've got to have, like, a buddy cop sort of... Oh, yeah. Yes. Liliana will be the good cop. Grunge will be the bad cop. <laughs> Interesting choices. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the deal is, but like whenever Professor Needs get in the kitchen, he just starts swearing a whole bunch. Like it's really <laughs> yeah, weird. But so I mean, <laughs> he kind of goes into boss mode. I think that's why boss He's... is paying attention, working with him. <laughs> I mean, he keeps calling everybody like a mud bray, and like I just I don't get it. Oh, no. <laughs> He keeps slapping slices of bread on either side of their face and asking them what they are. It's weird. (laughs) Anonymous narwhal. Aw, narwhals narwhals are so cool. Mm -hmm. That's that's probably me. Unicorns of the sea. Yes, that's you. You are a unicorn of the sea. 
Have we done anything this episode yet? Um, you've gone Please? shopping, you've slept in an inn, uh, you've cooked, and you've trained your Pokemon. We did some some light role play. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all the time. This isn't a role playing podcast. <laughs> you don't know uh, how tempted I've considered it. I should use the right dice. <laughs> that would be useful. <laughs> and not throw it off the table. <laughs> Speak close to your microphone. Oh. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up! I know I was thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> All right, uh, Charlie. Did you really quick to interrupt? Did everybody see Obi Wan Kenobi's acronym for Jared? Oh dear! It's not true. I don't know if it's true. Well, it's kind of true, but it's not. Jeez, he's annoying, right? Even dark riding. Oh boy! That's amazing. He's never. never spoken of that. Oh, I love it. Well, that's like go down and look at look at Harsh Harsh's spoiler comment. I don't remember Dark Knight ever mentioning Jared. And Obi Wan Kenobi says that's why Dark Knight came to you in your dreams and warned you about Jared. All right, let's let's get back on the track here and let's away from our Discord. Jared is a true villain. We should we should just record a special of us like giving commentary on Discord. Anyway. Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From From our our fancy fancy to to yours. yours.